Oh, my podcast. <laughs> yourself in next time and rid us of your stupidity. <laughs> Sorry, Gandalf. <laughs> <sighs> what a great movie. Uh, yeah. Pretty good. It's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Not like that scene, but that area. Moria. Like all of Moria, yeah. Moria is pretty cool. That, that fight scene in there is pretty cool. Although, uh, in that particular scene, something that drives me crazy every time I see it, the CGI at the time, uh, when Legolas jumps off the troll after he... Yeah, uh, right. Right. Kills him like by shoving arrows in his head. Um, he like when he falls, the animation's terrible. It's really? very linear, doesn't speed change, and it's like blurry. Like it's like really bad. I'll show you after because there's no point in showing you now. Apparently, uh, in the Mines of Moria, at some point, there's a uh, in the theatrical release of the movie, there was you could see a crew member of the movie. Like walking around in blue jeans in the background. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like in the movie? In the movie, like the theatrical release. Wow. It's like, but you have to like, that's someone who like picked up on, you would never notice it if you were watching the action of the movie. So. Well, clearly, uh, clearly not unless it was intentional. Oh, I doubt it was intentional. Well, directors have been known to sneak jokes in. But anyway, what, what's the joke there? I don't know. Just <laughs> modern guy walking around in jeans. <laughs> I don't know. It's like uh, I used to do. Um, <laughs> I should say this, but in all my renderings for work, I used to like bury something in the model. So oh, okay. see, uh, I put uh, Wally in a school playground. <laughs> it was back in the woods, like hidden in the woods. You could barely just see this little yellow dot, and nobody questioned it. But it was Wally back there. <laughs> fully modeled well, Wally. Huh? It's pretty funny. There's um, there's architects who have been known to like they used to do hand sketches and they used to bury themselves in yeah. as one of the people in all of their renderings. Yeah, so, like famous artists do that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how you been, Chad? Good. It's what? been like how long has it been since we've seen each other? Like a month? Uh, well, it's been four episodes at least. It's true. But, uh, yeah. So. It's a month. Basically a month. Yeah. So, how's camp? Pretty good. Pretty good. I've been to PEI, and I'm back now for a little bit of a break. So, um, yeah. Do you, we discussed this, you want camp stories? Funny things that happen? Do you, yeah. Tell me something funny that happened. It's got to be some good stories. Any pranks or. The, okay, there was one prank. Um, someone was unfortunate enough to put vegetable oil in my water bottle. Mm. And now they're worried I'm going to prank them back, which I am going to prank them back. Um, what are you going to do? Is it going to be worse? Oh, it's going to be far worse. <laughs> it's going to be pretty funny. Hot sauce um, and the ketchup. What's that? Hot sauce and the ketchup. No, 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 no. Um, 
I don't want to say anything now. I doubt he listens to the podcast. I don't think he knows about the podcast. But I, there are people at camp who do listen to the podcast, so I don't want them giving him any kind of warning. So, <laughs> um, I just want him to be afraid of what's to come. That's all. So I'd be scared. Yeah. That's almost a prank in itself. Yeah. it's It was funny because it was like a couple of days after he did it to me. He's there like, so you're going to get me back and all that? Like, yeah. When? It was like, well, I have to wait for what I ordered off Amazon to come in first. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> then they're Which threatening words. I, I did spend money <laughs> to get him back. So. It's not fart spraying in chat, is it? <laughs> no. Okay. Is it along those lines? What? Is it along those lines? Well, it is, but then I also had a brainwave of another prank I wanted to do to him. So right now, it's alright. He wasn't at camp this past week. Uh, he's, he was in Manitoba. Um, but I, so I've been just pondering what I'm going to do. I have another idea. So, um, yeah, it'll be fun though. I will let you know about that later. Hmm. Um, it'll probably be <laughs> many episodes away. Uh, what else has happened? Uh, I have another prank that I want to do to someone else. Uh, but in case he does hear this, I'm not going to say it. I'll tell you after the podcast. This makes for boring talk. But um, I had a prank I was going to pull on you while you were gone. Oh, yeah? I'll have to do it for when you come back next time. Okay. Um, <laughs> some interesting stuff. I have some videos I want to show you, which is, I don't know why I'm bringing this up now, of uh, just some cool stuff that we've done. Um, we did, a friend of mine there, he talked about, um, he mixes pool shock and brake fluid, and it creates a fire. So we did that. Also probably a toxic, toxic gas. That's all right. Um, we did, <laughs> it on the, we, we did it on the weekend when there was no kids there. But we, uh. I'm not sure about those two. There's a similar combination that creates a gas that'll literally kill you if you breathe. Oh, like mustard gas, you mean? Basically. Yeah. But, I'm trying to think of what the combination is now. We, uh. Anyway. We would pour it into bottles and then, like, tighten the cap and just throw it into the water. And, uh, we had one bottle that we did quite a bit on and it, the cap blew off and it actually propelled itself across the water because there's that much like force behind it and mm. all that so yeah that was fun that was Sounds like fun that was like ten dollars of brake fluid wasted though <laughs> <laughs> yeah brake fluid is not necessarily that cheap is it no but it comes in small containers yeah well it comes in like a one liter container that you like find oil in but yeah like i usually get the small stuff like the half like the oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. No, we, we bought as what we could in bulk. Um, what else did we do? That same night, we also boiled napalm out of, out of gasoline and hand soap, ivory bar soap. That uh, camp director came along and saw that we were boiling gasoline and had a little bit of a problem with it, but then we tested it out with him and he was all right with it after. It was fun. Yeah, that sounds like a dangerous idea. I'm yeah. thinking of uh, Uncle Sai. He used to make his own napalm. Oh yeah, and he keep it in jars. Well, I I was thinking about it because there's um there's a couple things that go on at camp that I would use it for if I was 
to make it on such a big quantity. Um, one just for making campfires, but I I've got a bit of a uh, plan for doing that now, anyways. But also, um, the last week of camp is Survivor Week, which is the teen week, and they uh, they make it out to be like Survivor the show. Hmm. And uh, one of the issues that the director was telling me about it was. They have torches for everybody and all that that they extinguish at a tribal council and all that. And uh, he can't keep the flame lit for more than a couple minutes before, like, the wind or whatever puts it out. So when he did see a spoiling guest, and he's like, oh, well, maybe we can use it for that. And uh, it worked all right. The kind of napalm that we used, apparently, my friend looked it up after, was it takes a lot more to light it. But it is a lot more, uh, it's called durable. <laughs> like, it, you know, what? It, if that makes sense. But, like, it, you know, harder to put out and all that. And uh, so, but you have to, like, douse it. In. You have to, like, douse whatever you're using, the torches. And then you have to, like, stick the torch in a campfire for there to be enough, like, flame and heat and all that to actually light the napalm. Hmm. Um, as opposed to there's, like, napalm you can make that's... Uh, a spark will set it off. And that wasn't the case with this stuff. Uh, I imagine when you first said you were boiling gasoline, I imagine you like on the kitchen stove. You guys are doing over campfire, right? We, he had a, he had a little, um, like campfire stove that okay. we were using outside. <laughs> I was we, were, we were also using a double boiler too. Like, okay. so we were boiling water that was heating the gas. But, uh, it was funny because for some reason something didn't work. The first time we tried it, nothing dangerous or anything, but didn't work. And then I was like, I was saying like, well, we could go into the kitchen. We're here on the weekend by ourselves. <laughs> yeah, just light the whole building on fire. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Well, we're already playing with gasoline, so it's, what's the worst that can go? At least then we'd have a hood vent and, you know, like a proper dousing equipment that would. Fair enough put it out so yeah but no nothing went wrong so it, was, it ended up being fun well that's good yeah. you're still here that's good still here uh yeah so you also mentioned a couple times about uh the bus guy the I bus? keep calling him the bus guy what's his name Tristan Tristan oh I'm still gonna call him the bus guy it's there now I was gonna. I wasn't gonna actually put his name out. I was just gonna call him Cabin Fever. His his website is cabinfeverbus.com. Okay. I think we've talked about him before. Well, maybe you have talked about. I him. I thought we talked about him on the podcast before. Well, I don't know. I'm listening to episode ten right now, and I'm not that far into it. Okay. So. I don't. I can't remember if we did or not. But uh, yeah. So I think you should do a podcast with him, an interview. Okay. So we should work on that. Yes. Uh, because I'm not going to PEI. Okay. <laughs> Fair we enough. still haven't figured out the call-in exactly yet. Yeah. Although we didn't really work on it. Fair but, enough, uh, though. That's... Yeah. So, yes, you should do a podcast with him. Um, so the guy lives in a bus with his family. Yes. Year-round? Uh, year-round, but it's only been like a year. Okay. So... Before that, he had like tiny homes. So I don't want to explain everything about yeah, him right no, now. No, that's cool. If we're going to interview him, but I'm maybe, just trying to build some intrigue. Yeah, maybe just go look him up on uh, his website, cabinfeverbus.com. 
Are you doing that right now? I'm looking them up right now. Let's see if there's anything that pops up on the website. Um, so because I've actually been on this website before. Yeah. He's. Let's see. Some. So does he travel does, with the bus? Um. Well, I think right now he's looking for somewhere to settle down with the bus, but. Um, oh, black bean brownies. Yes. So his wife runs the uh, website. I think mostly. Um, they do blog posts. Uh, stuff about their bus, how they built it and that. They do um, product reviews. They also sell some stuff there. He builds a lot of stuff. He built a, a Greenland-style kayak last winter, I think, hmm. and, uh, yeah, sold it and that. And so. so are there rooms in the bus? No, we'll find this out in the... Okay, you can... We'll find this out in the thing, in the podcast. Well, I sent you the picture the other night. We were yes. We were watching... So was that up here? That was at the front of the bus. We we were watching the latest Star Wars from his living room in the bus. So, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, a bus is quite big. And it he's is. Obviously, got like raised. He's got a pop up on the top. So they're like a crawl up space for the kids or something. Yep. Um, and it gives you a lot of headroom in like other spaces. But he's got a bathroom in there with a shower, uh, and you know. Fridge, stove, sink, like full kitchen or whatever, and that. So, hmm. well, judging by, uh, they'd have to have some decent kitchen because judging by the blog posts and stuff, it looks like she's baked a few things. And they also they cook a lot of stuff outside. They have this really nice like uh, uh, barbecue slash oven thing that's like a grill basically, but um, that they have outside. So. See, here's the thing. This would be like my dream if I was single, or even with Shauna. Yeah. But the minute you have kids, like that freaks me right out. Well, he has four kids. I know that freaks me right out. <laughs> They're like super sweet kids. Four. Girls. I imagine they. Would. I would. I would have guessed that even before. Just yeah. Like knowing, like the personality of someone who, you know, would do such a thing like that. Yeah. Like I can just tell it'd be a good demeanor. So that's cool. That's good. Yeah, that freaks me out though. <laughs> With kids, but With kids. well, yeah. By myself, like that'd be like awesome. I've I've actually wanted to build a tiny home. Well, he's had one, so um, yeah. You'd have to like limit your hobbies to well, some degree. Well, I don't know. He's quite the adventurous person, so it's kind of like. Uh, well, I mean, like you wouldn't be able to have a full-fledged gaming computer. No, but he's and well. He has a an NES on the bus. That's what he games on, and then, that's pretty cool. Uh, but he like I don't know. We're talking too much about him when he's not here. Um, right. It's tell him to bring his bus to Salisbury. Uh, well, sure. <laughs> Whenever he decides to move it, um, you but, should buy a piece of land, Chad, and then let him stay on the land with you. <laughs> okay. I was thinking, Chad, when you go and you're ready to, uh, like, move into a place. Yeah. You and I should build you a house. Okay. We'll design it together. Okay. And we'll build one. Okay. Deal. Sure. I think that's pretty cool. You have to find a piece of land. We'll build yeah. you like tiny home, sweet like oh, modern yeah. style, yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, the whole works. Nice. Probably build one for like a hundred grand. Sounds good. <laughs> Plus the land. I just have to figure out where I'm going to live. 
yeah. like Salisbury geographically Canada or yeah or like at west or something yeah if it's out west, I can't help you build. Okay. There's the, there's a the limitation. It's got to be around here. Okay. To build. What if it was on PEI? Um, I'll design the house with you. Okay. Then I'll spend like a weekend. Okay. <laughs> I'll help you frame it. Okay. There are. As far as I really do. I'll tell you, um, out by camp, there are some beautiful houses out there, and like yeah. cottages and that too, and all that. Such a nice place. I've been looking at land, uh, as you. I think I've mentioned this before, but I. Like, I could build another house tomorrow if I just knew uh, had a piece of land. Yeah. Um, like, we have no ties to here. We like it here, but we have no ties, and you can make a lot of money building your own house. So, I'd totally be ready, but there's no land for sale. And until this week, there's like two or three spots that opened up, hmm. which are kind of interesting. A uh, little bit away from here, but not far. Um, just makes travel for Shauna a little bit difficult because it's more towards my direction of work, not hers. Uh huh. But, uh, anyway. Someday. But Sean's not working right now. Yep. She's back. Oh, she went back. Yep. Wow. She went back part-time. Stuff's she's been back. changing since I left. Yeah. At this point, she's back three days a week. Oh, okay. And then she's working the entire month of August. Uh, so I've got a week in there that I'm taking off to watch Cone. So your mom's been watching Cone? Uh, no. Shauna's mom and her aunt have been kind of going back and forth. Oh, okay. Shauna works Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So... She has Tuesdays and Thursdays here with Cohen. Then, you know, her mom and her aunt go back and forth on those days. And Friday afternoons, sometimes I get off. So, so yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, so how long has the podcast been going? Because we're talking about maybe shortening it. Yeah, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Okay. Well, you know what? what? Let's, uh, let's save this for next episode. Okay. Um, do we have anything we could kind of throw in from like a theological bent or this is just kind of like a getting back into the how is how is anything uh did you learn anything cool at camp or any good moments for biblical teaching or anything like that um that you can think of i don't know if there's like been well here's the thing that's really cool about camp that i really like about camp Seggy is uh my boss he's really focused on um, investing in the staff and like yeah it's a ministry for kids to learn about Jesus but it's it's a ministry to the staff to for them to grow so he wants to like he invests a lot of time and make sure there's staff like leadership staff who are doing that to the younger staff and right. so I get to meet with him on a weekly basis to talk about some stuff and I think um, one of the things that um I'd feel comfortable sharing about because it's been what we've been talking about lately with the Holy Spirit and guidance mm-hmm. and stuff like that is, uh, I've shared with him about like what I've been planning on doing in the fall and all that. If I'm going to go back to nursing or mm-hmm. whatnot or, um, so it's funny because one of the things that he told me is like, um, sometimes the Holy Spirit won't outright say, yes go do this or like you know um especially if if you are um in the mindset of i'm willing to do whatever the holy spirit calls me to do sometimes he'll say okay this is where you can go now but keep listening um the thing i should be listening for is a definite no don't go do that 
and mm. that would be so it's like kind of like yeah it doesn't help in my direction a whole lot <laughs> but it it's it if i'm listening for the no then i don't have to worry so much yeah so that's an interesting way to put it uh, i can see how that applies especially like um because i've been thinking about it too and i I think it comes down to um, another reason why it's important to read the Bible daily is because it actually helps structure the decisions you want to make. Mm. So you're making the right decisions. You don't have to wait for the Holy Spirit's guiding. He's kind of already guiding you through Scripture yeah. and through that sort of thing. So like someone could read um, those who feed the least of me or you know, basically feed the poor, uh, and you could be really convicted by that, and you could go out and start feeding the poor. You know, God's not going to say no to that. And right. that whether you heard the audible voice to go do that or not, you're still doing it um, uh, for uh, you know for scriptural reasons. So, anyway, yeah, no, that's that's an interesting way to put it, though. Hmm. And there's like lots of other stuff that's been that that would be like um, closest that I've. Or what I think I've learned the most in as far as biblical teaching, which, uh, but like things that happen at Segi are like um, worship nights, which are I love, <laughs> which are like, but specifically for the staff because like there's always like evening chapel for the kids and stuff, mm -hmm. but there's like this like um, focus on like they do. Uh, a worship night for the staff where they put all the kids in one room to watch a movie and then all the staff get to go and do their own thing where they can pray, do worship and all this. And like, they're very intentional about, um, having the time to do that, which is good. Wow. Really awesome. So good. Enjoy it. Um, yeah. so you think you're going to go back next year? <laughs> um, someone asked me that, uh, at camp and I can't, give a definitive answer either way because I don't know oh, yeah, what can change next it, yeah. year would look like but the other thing is um, I like I really enjoy it there and I would go back for sure but uh, part of my experiment of going out to Segi was learning more about the camp ministry in general because my experience with camp ministry has only ever been Wildwood that's where I went as a camper. That's where, like, I grew up as a staff member and then came back as, like, a leadership staff member. So, and it's all been under the same leadership anyways. Right. Um, so I've never seen anything different. So that was why I went to Segi was to get a bit of growth. So, yeah, I love Segi, but would I, if I want to continue to grow, should I stay there or should I go somewhere else which is mm. you know it's not even the end of the summer yet so i can't even think yeah. about that no it's interesting camp hopping for a few years what's that would you ever think about starting your own camp yes yeah um yes but there's already so many great camps yeah there's around. already yeah it's you can't it, it's a saturated market in some places already so <laughs> you know it's funny because i uh i've had a thought before like not of any like not that serious but um but like starting my own church, like mm. just planting a church somewhere. Right. right. Just, you know, that thought popped in my head, you know, is that something I should do or whatever? And I got thinking like, it seems kind of weird because you should invest in the church you're in. 
Yes. Right? And so although I'm all for people planting churches elsewhere, but it's kind of like I feel kind of weird about the, the churches that like one of the members leaves and like starts a house church. Like there's something weird about that. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I, I'm sure there's situations where leadership could be like totally haywire and you know it, it could there could be good reasons for it but anyway i just i've thought about that and it's it, you should be investing in where you're currently residing uh and it could be god testing you in so many different ways uh, god testing everybody in the church but yeah uh let's wrap this one up chad okay so we're just getting back to things so we've actually at this point uh, everyone, we wouldn't have had a podcast for a week because we're only going to upload Because it should have been going out today. Yeah. So. Uh, so we'll post this one for next week. Uh, so we'll have a break after 10 episodes. I think that's fair. Yeah. We'll go for another, you know, four or five episodes and then we'll be into youth group. Right. Back into thing, the swing of things in the fall of the year. You'll be going to school possibly, more than likely. Uh, yeah. Cohen took his first steps today. As I've told you already. Yeah, he was running away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Not completely true, but he would have if you were there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's funny because he's been like, like I said, he's been taking like six steps from like, he's going to walk across the living room to the couch type thing. And, you know, we cheer and laugh and he's getting all excited, whatever. But today I was just down in the basement tonight and I just was, he was walking towards me. Like with, I was holding his hands, and then I pulled away his hands, and I kept walking, backing and backing, backing up, and I was like tripping over things, just to like trying to keep him going. Yeah. And anyway, he walked all the way the length of our basement, which is like 50 feet, and uh, he was so excited at the end of it, he started screaming. And <laughs> so I went and got Sean, and I said, "Yeah, he just took it. He just walked like full on for the first time." And uh, so she came down. We tried to get him to walk, and it's just a scream fest for like half an hour because he was like excited but also tired. And it was <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting. Wow. So, yeah. All right. Uh, I, I don't have anything else. Let's end this, this was, one early. Yeah, this was kind of poorly planned. We have to just pick a spot to say goodbye. Now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, do we have an outro? I don't really have an outro. No, like, that's what I mean. We have, This is poorly planned. We don't have an outro. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Um, okay, well, um, how, about, uh, how about this?